Let's begin the sermon with the video clip. Lights down, please. to what we give away. And they have a good source. 
Jesus said the same thing, right? Jesus calls us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And we see in George Bailey that although he has these big plans, he's going to head out, he's going to accomplish great things, every time he has the choice, he does something out of love. He sacrifices. So a lot of times when you love other people, you do have to sacrifice. And there's certain expectations in relationships. When we have children, we know that we're going to be doing a lot of sacrificing. We know that we're going to be doing a lot of money saving. We have college ahead. We have plans ahead. And yet there's other types of sacrificing, perhaps, that we didn't count on, like poor old George Bailey, life getting in his way. So one night, he is in a gym, wooing his sweetheart, dancing the night away. He walks her home, and he gives her a speech how he's going to lasso the moon. Remember that? And all of a sudden, a car drives up, and he finds out that his father has had a heart attack. And his father ends up passing away the night before he's going to leave town. He was so close. And George stays. Why does he stay? Well, I, I believe he stays because he finally catches the vision from his father about why his father and Uncle Billy actually started that little bank in that town. Remember, Mr. Potter, he practically owns the place. And from the beginning of the movie, you see him trying to sabotage that bank. If he could just get that bank out of the way, he'd own the town. And he has this slum. And he basically wants all the working class to live in that slum while he takes over the city. And the only thing standing in the way of Mr. Potter's plan for taking over is that little savings and loan. At the beginning of the movie, we're in the home of the Baileys. And little baby brother Harry's come home from college for a visit. And we find out that there wasn't enough money to send them both off to college. And George had decided that the money would go to his little brother Harry. And we don't know until this scene in the boardroom when he admits that they didn't have enough money saved, not only for both of them, but even for one of them to go. So all of a sudden we realize that it's not only on the parents' money, that little brother Harry got to go to college. George gave his own money that he had planned to go to college for. Does anyone remember what his degree was going to be? Architect. So he was going to build these great buildings, and he's sitting at the dining room table while mom and Harry are kibitzing in the kitchen, and he looks at his father, and he basically says, hey, Dad, that little savings and loan, that was great for you but I'm going to be an architect. I'm going to build great buildings. And his father looks at him, and his father gives him this speech. He says, you know, George, I feel that in some small way we are doing something important at the bank. We're satisfying a fundamental urge for folks to want to have their own roof and their own walls and a fireplace. We're helping them get those things in the shabby little office which is what he told his dad he sat in five days a week. Your shabby little office. And all of a sudden we go to this scene and he's taken on the board and he realizes he's got his hand on the door 
And all of a sudden he realizes that Potter's going to take over that board. He's going to take over that bank. And when he does, he's going to call in everybody's loan that they can't pay back. If you can't pay back your loan, you lose your house. If you lose your house, you end up in the slum. And all of a sudden, we watch George Bailey. He's connecting the dots. And what's great about him is he starts by heading out the door. And the more he's addressing Potter, he's practically on top of him by the end. He's impassioned. And he realizes what's going to happen. And he sacrifices again. So first he sacrificed and let his brother go to college. Then he sacrificed and he didn't go away, and he stayed at the building and loan because he realized that people's lives were going to be changed to the negative. And he realized that someone, something had to stand between the people and Mr. Potter, and it was going to be him. I propose to you that that's what Jesus came to do, that Jesus came to save us, to grant us life, and to empower us with the Holy Spirit to be the church that often has to stand between the sheep and the wolves. The world can be a scary place. There's a lot of wolves out there for their own gain. And who, if not the church, will stand up and stand between? Those George Baileys who are willing to risk it all who remind us what it means to have faith when hardly anybody else does, to have courage when courage is hard to come by, and to have the faith and the courage and the willingness to love to the point of sacrifice, that it actually changes people's lives. So he's missed two opportunities to go after his big dreams of being an architect and to leave Bedford Falls, and he's got one other shot at it. He and Mary get married, and they're actually in the car this time, and they're heading towards the airport, and they're being driven by their buddy, the police, uh, the police chief, and they're driving by the bank, and as they're coming up on the bank, they're seeing all the townspeople, like a mob, yelling and shouting that they want their money. So, now remember, George has saved again for his honeymoon, they were finally going to go see at least one place out in the world. He's got the money in his pocket, and all of a sudden he doesn't think about the money, and he doesn't think about the plane, and he actually still thinks he's going to break up the scene and still get on the plane and go on his honeymoon when he steps out of the car, and he stands in front of people while they're screaming and they're shouting and they're panicking because word spread that a big deposit was lost. Does anyone remember the amount of money? $8,000, right? Was it George that lost the money? Uncle Billy. Uncle Billy. So Uncle Billy had the money in a newspaper, but what really happened to that money? Yep, he set it on a counter, and old Mr. Potter saw that money sitting on that counter, and he stole it so that he could fulfill his own desire. But when you watch the movie, George Bailey, he goes to Uncle Billy and he asks him to try to remember where the money is privately in his office with his employees. But when he steps out the door, he claims responsibility for the money that is lost. And we learn in that moment about what it means to be a leader, right? To be a leader. 
We learn in that moment what it's like when all of a sudden he realizes that he needs to calm down these folks. And he gives them this heart-wrenching speech because he means every word of it. He loves them. And all he's got to do and all he has to give is that wad of money he saved for the honeymoon. And he starts by bringing it out of his pocket. And he knows he doesn't have enough. It's like loaves and fishes. He'll never satisfy all the money. If they took all their money out, there would be no money. And he asks them to take what they need, not what they want. And one by one, he attends to each person, right? And there's that little old lady in the movie, right? And first she asks for a larger amount, and then she goes, oh no, George, I just need this amount. And he actually tries to give her more, and she won't take it. So George gives all he has to give for a third time to save the town, to still ensure that the bank is there, to stand between the people and Mr. Potter. So George sacrificed out of great love. And George had thought that what life would mean to be wonderful is leaving his hometown, exploring the world, and becoming an important architect in building amazing buildings, but what George didn't realize is that from day one, right, from being a little boy and saving his brother who was about to drown when he fell through the ice, from even from as a child, that God was doing something in him. That yes, he wouldn't be building great buildings and he wouldn't be making lots of money, but he was building a community. He was building faith and hope and he was keeping hope alive when all they saw was that face. When all they feared was that they'd lose their homes and go to the slums, it was George who actually made it possible through that little savings and loan for everyone to do exactly what his father had told him the vision of the bank was. Just walls and rooms and a fireplace to come home to the essential, fundamental needs of people. I think it's amazing when you have someone who can be that for you. And I really think that this is a great example of what it means to follow Jesus today. You know, our little scripture verse is about Jesus saying that sometimes when you lose your life, you find it, right? So George actually had to lose his life and his dreams to actually discover by the movie's end that he already had a wonderful life, that he already had so much love. You know, there's a line in the speech that he gave when all of a sudden he comes back from that door because Mr. Potter has insulted his father, who he watched work day and day and day after day providing things for those people. When they couldn't pay back all the amount, he would carry the loan so they could stay in those homes. And what brings him back to this table is the insult to his father. The same father who he sat with and basically told him what he did in that little bank, well, that really didn't amount to much. But all of a sudden, the words that his father gave him were the words that came out of his mouth when he took on Potter. Isn't it amazing how important it is to have parents? Because parents influence us. Adults and communities influence us. There's a little line that says, our children are watching, what are they learning? 
How powerful is that? George didn't even know it, but he was watching his father every day live the dream that he had. And lo and behold, by movie's end, he actually lives into the words he tells Mr. Potter. He looks at Mr. Potter right here before we stop the clip, and he said, my father was a really rich man. And in the last clip of the movie, you'll discover that it's George who realizes how rich he is. It's really kind of amazing to know how many lives one person can touch. You know, Jesus told us to go out into the world and to love as he loves, and we think the world, how are we gonna get to the whole world? Well, perhaps we maybe just need to get to those who are within arm's reach, right? Maybe even the people in our own homes or our neighborhoods or pews. Jesus calls us to love. And sometimes Jesus changes our plans. And sometimes it takes a while to figure it out. But here's the great thing about that. Just like George Bailey, who had the whole community in front of him, it's going to be that whole community who comes to rescue him in the end. And so I propose to you that we imitate George Bailey this Advent. Let's inspire faith. Let's hold the torch of hope when the world seems dark. And let's be unafraid to stand up to the Mr. Potters, just as the three wise men stood up to King Herod, just as Jesus came to those who were poor, who sat at table with those who were outcast who taught and lived a life of love. For it is in sacrificing that we really do find true love and true community. For indeed, we are blessed this day. May God bless you always. Amen.